whether this man is dead or alive, it's not going to make the world better. It's not going to change anything. He might have offended you, but he, I, it's not that deep. It's really not that deep at all. Um, I actually was watching um, a podcast the other day. Shout out to Dorm Tainment. Anybody that knows me knows I love Dorm Tainment. I'm a Dorm Tainment stand. They have a podcast called The Comedy Trap House, and they were talking about it. Um, so one, they had one of their friends on, and he was talking about it. And he was saying, you know, I don't necessarily agree with Kevin Samuels. He was like, but as a personal trainer, I'll see it. I'll tell you like this. When you are a coach, you are harder on the people that you train, that you coach, whatever. You give them a little bit of tough love, but that's individual training. That's individual coaching. You do that for the masses. Now, when you're training somebody for the masses, you need to be careful of how you do that. You can't be too hard or harsh or extreme with your um, coaching or your viewpoints or your training or what have you. And he was like, that's what made, he was like, I didn't think Kevin Samuels was a dangerous person, but that's what made him dangerous. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations for the Culture. It's your boy, Michael Butler. And it's your girl, Portia. What's up, y'all? We are back. We are back. We're back. We We're back. in front of you all again. I'm rocking my um, you you guys can see it. I'm rocking my black booked and blessed shirt. Black booked and blessed because that's how I'm trying to be all summer long. Uh, you can get yours at www.kingsarise.com. www.kingsarise.com. So if you're not black, if you're not trying to be black booked and blessed this whole entire year, then just go ahead and uh don't get it. But if that's what you want in your life, go ahead and manifest that. I know y'all be manifesting like, I will be one of the greatest ones. I don't know what she be saying, but that thing go hard. I just know she oh. said I will be one of the greatest. And I felt that in my Shanana. Your Shanana. Your Shando. How you my feeling? Son. We How you feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, we we, we celebrated Jill's birthday this week. That was fun. You know, you know, mom and dad stepped out. Me and yeah, you are mom and yes. dad. Yes, because we don't come outside. We don't come outside like that. We don't go outside like that. So Listen. uh the wonderful famous Jill Johnson had his birthday celebrations, plural. Listen, um, all week long. <laughs> all week long. So that's what we did this week. We stepped out, you know. Y'all see the y'all see the flicks on Instagram. Y'all yes. see it. So yes, yes, yes. we're living our best bougie, bougie ratchet life this week. 
It was so hot this week, and I love it. I love it. I love it. We had a little heat wave here in Chicago, y'all. I was outside. Uh, Listen, I'm about to be fast this (laughs) this summer. Lord. It about to be a hot boy summer. No, look, yesterday. um... (laughs) Don't be out here like Jesse, okay? We'll talk, we'll get to we'll the get Jesse, to that. we'll get to Jesse's anatomy here in a little bit. <laughs> but um, yo, this new this dude, this Asian man, <laughs> okay, this Asian man was damn near brushing up against my booty uh <laughs> yesterday at Target. Check it out. I understand that the and I made a TikTok about this, right. I understand that the pandemic is like over for a lot of people and they're like, don't want to social distance, even though like the, the little social distance spots are still clearly there in the lines. But I was at Target um, getting me some Mike's hards the other day. Yes. I drink Mike's hards from time to time. I know that's a basic white girl um, <laughs> drink, but I mean, it's, it's not a white claw. It's so what else. Okay. It's what ebbs, Right. So <laughs> I was getting some Mike's hards, um, and like the dude, every time I walked up, the dude like got up on me and I kept looking back and then like, he would keep getting up on me. And I was like, okay, let me go up a little more and turn and go to the side. Right. And then he kept stepping up and I'm like, bruh, I'm not about to bat that ass up on you. So I need you to bat that yeah, ass up. good would you bat that ass? You like, it was so weird. And it's ass. like. Can we please keep social distancing? You feel me? Am I Girl, wrong? Who is you playing with? Back that thing. Sorry, oh, you feeling that song? Hey, <laughs> like, come on! You know, I, it's a Negro spiritual. Am I wrong for that? Like, no, because personal space is very real. Even without yeah. the pandemic, y'all, personal space, personal space is real. Yeah. Stop being up on folks. Stop touching folks. <laughs> So I finally said, I turned, and I didn't want to do it, but I finally turned around and said, um, can you please keep your distance? What did he say? <laughs> he said, sorry. He I, probably, almost, he, I almost did a voice, but I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> maybe, maybe you smell good or something, Micah. Maybe he wanted to talk to you. I mean, that wasn't the way to do it, but like maybe he was just like, brush up on me. That's not how you get my attention. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anything good happened? Like anything interesting happened to you this week? You know, besides the fact I got to go out, I got to dress up because, you know, I know I don't look it, but you know, your girl, your girl cleans up nice. Besides that, it it felt good. It felt good to, to go out and, um, be with friends. I haven't hung out with my friends. I haven't hung out with Micah. The only time I see Micah is when we're recording this. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. So the fact that I got to hang out with all of my friends and just eat good and yeah. celebrate each other, celebrate life. It felt good. It felt good love, to me. We'd love to see it. We'd and um my cousin's wedding is this weekend, so your girl is real busy. Oh, you about to really be dressed up this weekend, man. Girl, I... <laughs> now she called me girl. <laughs> girl! <laughs> I I haven't worn this much makeup in a long time. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, okay, okay. Face beats. What's that thing that TikTok goes? Snatch. All right, she's going to be... 
snatch. Put it off. You should do one of those the, the before and the afters, though, like before pre-beat, and then you do like the boom. Look at me. I should. I should. I'm gonna do that. I'm but you would that. have to post actually to do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we banging. <laughs> All right. Like high key, high key. I've I was talking to my best friend about this last night, uh-huh. and I'm thinking about I want to like just start over with my Instagram, like start. You said this last week, stretch. man. I know. I want to archive everything but see the thing is is that i'm lazy and i don't want to single-handedly archive every single post so i was like why isn't there a button that i can just archive everything put your hands up like this real quick (laughs) father we ask that you just remove that lazy lying and spirit right now in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost all right there we go. We have to pray Amen. that thing out. We have to pray that thing. Just go ahead and archive it. Are you serious? Don't you listen? Go. I listen. I made a reel about that yesterday, and I told the good people. I said that you're a lazy liar. <laughs> so go back and watch that, and let it just marinate and simmer in your spirit. Okay. Amen. Amen. But it's 750 posts, man. But oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. That many. Yeah, I got that. We'll talk about this later because now you're getting me in my like my content strategy bag. So we'll talk about that part <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> yo, spicy takes go. You you up first with the spicy take. You up oh first. well, you know if we go all the way back to personal space, well not all the way back, but if we go back to personal space, listen, y'all going to if you don't have personal space for other people your personal space is going to get violated and why and by violated i mean you about to get knocked the f out because mm-hmm. and what i'm talking about y'all at the phoenix game i guess a teenager a young teenage boy was harassing chris paul's mother chris paul's wife and you know it it got it got a little out of hand and chris paul said hey hey i'm gonna see you outside it's on site it's on site it's on site and he got fined for that which i don't really feel like he should have got fined for that because you know how you how do you expect someone to react if you're like harassing or assaulting their mother or their wife on mother's day on mother's day bro Did they put, I I read certain reports that they put hands on his mother. Is that true? Yeah. Like they like pushed her. There's no video. There's no video of him pushing her. Okay. um, That I've seen. Now, Cultureholics, if y'all have a video of this man, of this teenager pushing Chris Paul's mom and being like, hey, here's the clip right here. Please send it over to us because I personally haven't seen it. Um. But yeah, it it's wild. It's wild in these streets. So they find him for, but did the, did the fan get ejected out, banned from the he got, arena? He did. He did get escorted out, and then um, I believe the stadium because it was um, Dallas versus Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Dallas versus Phoenix. So the stadium came out with something, and then the Dal- the Dallas Mavericks came out with something saying that hey. We're sorry that that happened. That's never going to happen again. Um, and that he's officially banned from okay, that's good. any Dallas Maverick games <sighs> or from the stadium. So do you think 
Chris should so you don't think Chris should have been fined? I don't think he should have been fined. Me neither. Now, had he gone and attacked the person, I mean that if we we didn't get stopped by security, I'm pretty sure he might (laughs) have okay. Might have got up in that kid's face. He might have, might have. I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's tricky, right? Because uh, you never want another Ron Artest situation. Um, if y'all don't know, uh, for y'all youngins, you know, before your time, just go to YouTube and search the Malice in the Palace. Come on, we need. <laughs> and, a, listen, maybe maybe we do need a Malice in the Palace part two, just part so two. people, just so people can know. Stop messing with people. I think dog. fans do stop go messing with people. Fans do go overboard though. Fans do go overboard. Some of the things that they say, um, because you only got so many times to call me a. <laughs> you a only B have word? a, yeah, a B word. Call me a P word. All of these things. You only got a couple. You got hey, not too much on the pussy word, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they be saying like they be saying some everything to people, and then when the person gets mad, it's like oh, they need to have. Uh, thicker skin as a part of the game. No, like trash talk is real, but when you start talking about my family, my mama, my kids, this, daddy, the other, bam, then it goes into something different, and you can catch these hands. You can get the spirit of Will Smith put upon you. First of all, here's the thing. Yes, trash talk is a part of the game, but trash talk is a part of the game within the players. No, Trash talk has always been the, like heckling, fans booing at the shot, at the free throws, the fans doing the little, the balloon, and being like, boo. Like, that's a part of the game. You suck. Like, all of that is a part of the game. But I feel like when it becomes personal, like a personal attack, I think that's when it's like, okay, whatever happens, happens. I guess, yeah. But this, I don't know. I just not feeling it. I'm not I'm not feeling it, dog, because this is this isn't like the first time this has happened with somebody. Like, you know, when um that instance when the fans were saying like I they were saying we hope Bronny dies to LeBron James. How do you say that to somebody? I hope your kid dies? What is wrong with you? What yeah, I you never heard that. And you know, I'm something about Bronny. I'm a huge LeBron fan, and I didn't hear them disrespect my nephew like that. I don't really care for that because <laughs> Bronny hasn't done nothing. So, like, leave my nephew out of it, okay? Yeah, all he did was a little puff puff pass, you know. Oh, for the, it was during that time, okay? No, it wasn't during that time, but okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Bronny's good people. Shout out to nephew Bronny. Oh, <laughs> I'm so delusional. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Or- Huh. One one other thing, um, speaking of delusional, I just want to tell you that Micah is trifling because like a long time ago, um, Micah had me believing for at least two weeks that Jimmy Butler was his cousin. And um I really I w- I really believed him and uh I was really oh. hurt when he said that he wasn't, and I was like, that's hurtful. That was so rich. That was so rich. It was um, it's, speaking of NBA, so it's definitely looking like, right, as the timer is recording, right? So this could blow up by the time y'all listen to this. But it's looking like we're going to get a Warriors and um, Phoenix 
Western Conference Finals, which that's going to be that's going to go. be good. And Let's it it go. looks like Miami is going to face either Boston or Milwaukee, which right now that's a toss up. They're going at it. Um, so your boys, Miami, probably going. They might make the finals because I think. Um, I think Boston and um, Milwaukee going to go ahead and they're going to cancel each other. They're going to be so tired because I feel like that series is going seven. Um, yeah. Shout out to the point guy, man. The point guy got hurt. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but John Morant, thoughts and prayers with John Morant. Um, old boy on the Warriors. I can't even remember his name. Sorry to this man. But he grabbed his he grabbed his knee and like yanked it and he said it was an accident. So they took the point guard is out right now. So Memphis probably gonna fall. Memphis has fallen, but that's okay. They're gonna be back next year. I talked to I talked to nephew. He's he's going on. He's he 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 doing all right, right? Jai is in good spirits. He's still Who did do, it? he's still gonna do the gritty. <laughs> Who did it? Um, I don't know. Somebody, somebody called Draymond. Draymond. Dude, it wasn't Draymond, but um, yeah. So what do you want to see? Do you want to see Miami and the? Do you want to see the Heat and the Miami. Suns? Or the Heat and the Warriors. Oh, I definitely want to see the Heat and the Warriors. Okay. Um, but if I want my husband to get a ring, then the Heat and the Suns. I don't know. The Suns is tough too. Don't sleep on. Look at the Suns do out here doing it. I kind of want to. So I'm torn. I kind of want to see. Part of me wants Jimmy to win one, right? And Kyle Lowry. I like Kyle Lowry. Uh, another part Kyle of me Lowry. wants to see. Um, what's uh young blood's name? Uh oh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul to win because Chris Paul is a journeyman, right? Um, I'm gonna see Chris Paul win one because he just after yes. all these years, and that's the and people still like play on that man's name, like he's not that new, like he's not that dude, right? Yeah, um, but then I kind of part of me wants Steph to win it because to show him to show. That slithering snake up in Brooklyn that I won <laughs> before you and I won after, after you. We Hello? don't need you, bruh. We don't need we you. We don't snake. need you, bruh. <laughs> so I'm just a Warriors fan in general. So anytime I, I'm just wholeheartedly rooting for the Warriors. Obviously, I'm rooting for Miami, but that's right. mainly because Jimmy is there. That is yeah. Because Jimmy, and I, I mean slightly because of Kyle Lowry too, um, but I, but I kind of don't want the war the Heat to win because of Pat Riley because the way he um, disrespects Bron. I just I just don't want Miami to win because it's Miami. I just right. Jimmy is the only reason why I like Miami. So got you. That makes sense. That makes perfectly good sense. Yeah. All right. It's time for my spicy take, y'all. Okay. It's time for my spicy take. It's going to be quick. I don't care what none of y'all have to say because I'm going to say it, all right? I'm going to stand on my stuff. Speak and if you don't have truth, a problem brother. with it, I don't I don't care. Kendrick Lamar is the GOAT. Facts. Before, he was already in my that. top five, right? He was already in my top five. um, And he was high on my top five. My number one, anybody who knows me knows I'm all about, I mean, everybody knows I, I love Kanye, but Kanye wasn't in my top five really like that. Really? Like, Kanye, he's not even five. Mm, so my top five, we'll get into this later, right? He's mm. he he's like five. He falls in and out. Kanye falls in and out because okay, I feel like fair. some of his music in the latter part of his career 
has kind of tainted him. Mm. Right? Like, Jesus, <laughs> yay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Down to I, two. I feel that. I feel that. But, like, he's my favorite, though. So, like, he's my favorite artist of all time. But I don't know if he's the top five. Like, I look at top five and I'm trying to be subjective as much as possible, right? And think of the totality. So, my top five usually is like, so it's Jay Z was number one. <laughs> Jay Z was number one. Then Kendrick was behind them, right? And then I have, and they kind of fluctuate between them. Um, so Kanye do be in there sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, Kanye do be in there. It'd be like one today we're gonna put him in there, and then the next day we're not gonna put him in there. It just depends. I have me and him, we go back and forth. Um, and then who else did I have? And it was K, it was so it's Kanye, Jay Z, Kendrick. Um, 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 I don't have Biggie in it because he, I like he's dope, but he just I don't resonate with Biggie like that, right? He's not my, he's not for me. Um, I'm a hip hop purist, so I put Nas in there because I'm a hip hop purist, right? Ooh. And then people hate it because I hate and I hate her, right? I extremely dislike her, but I personally, you can't have a top five without putting Nicki in it. Lyrics alone, like if you look at it, Nicki has gone on other people's music and she eats them up. When you get on the track and you eat up Eminem like she did on Roman's Revenge, when you get on the track and you eat up Jay-Z, you eat up Kanye West, you eat up Rick Ross on Monster, like you can't deny it. Now, does she maybe have a nasty, funk, funky attitude? Yes. Is she always yelling? What the are you talking about? <laughs> does, she, oh, does she do stuff like that? Yes, but you can't deny it. But anyways, Kendrick Lamar is the GOAT. Okay, from Good Kid Mad City to, to Pimp a Butterfly to Damn to this upcoming. Oh, it drops today, y'all. It dropped today, y'all. Okay, his new. Um, oh my god, I'm so excited. But on Monday or Sunday night, he dropped a brand new video called The Heart Part Five. Oh my god, and he used the um, what do they call it? The face. Um, what do they call that technology where you CGI? Is yeah, CGI? it's not. No, it's, it's not, not CGI. CGI. Is producer? Do you know the name of that uh face face? Not producer. It's not. Producer. We got a producer. That's what the producer. Listen, that's what the producer do for the people who don't know. She's supposed to be like you know when we got questions. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna keep pushing. Can you find out what the technology is that he used, Lizzie? Um, face recognition CGI. I don't. Think I told you. Is. No, that's not what they called it. Hold on. Now I got to go to the... I got to go to the... <laughs> I got to go to the say that black woman isn't doing her job? No, right that's then? not what it's called, actually. It's an actual term. So now I got to go to Hollywood Unlocked to get the actual... Um, or the Shade Room, wherever it was that I saw that. Because, no, that's not what it's called. It's called... Um, anyways... Mm. Our producer is going to Google it. Okay. Um, so anyway, so 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 he dropped this video, and in the video, he played like he has different faces, right? He's trending, mm -hmm. right? He did these face swaps. Um, and in the video, he does he does um oh it's called deep fakes, deep fakes, deep oh. fakes, yes. So Kendrick Lamar deep fakes himself as Kanye West, Jesse Smollett, Will Smith. Um, he did OJ Simpson, he did Nipsey Hussle, 
he did Kobe Bryant and Kanye West. What I loved, what I loved about it was as it changed, right? As it changed, the face changed, the specific lyrics had to do with that person. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it was crazy. It was so crazy. Good. He sampled, um, he sampled Marvin Gaye. Um, I mean, he could do no wrong. You were right. Remember when you said you thought that was the vibe that was going to be? I so, told y'all. Yes, you were the right when you heard the title. You already knew. So, like, I think this album, mark my word, is going to solidify him as the GOAT. I feel like the heart part five solidified him as the GOAT because Ooh. it's not even... <laughs> he didn't even drop the... Well, he did drop the album today, but like, he... he uh, God, it's just too much. It's too much to say. It's too much to mention. It's just Uncle Kenny. He's the greatest. I can't. I can't even. I can't even explain it, y'all. It's just that man is a genius, and I feel like a lot of people look at Kendrick and they're like, "Oh, well, I can't really listen. It has no playback. It's not. You know, he's too <clears throat> woke or whatever." Listen, I don't care about none of that. I don't care about none of that. You in hip in hip hop and in the music sense, Kendrick Lamar's discog. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Yes, that word. <laughs> um, it's it's a artwork, literally from Good Kid, Mad City, Pimple Butterfly, Damn. All of the heart part series from one to five, then Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Listen, it's an art. It's an art piece. Art. It is art. <clears throat> he is an yeah. art. Like he, I think a lot of people forget. Yeah, they're yeah, I'm a musician. I'm an art. But Kendrick Lamar is for real an artist. An He's artiste. He's on the level, he's the Basquiat, the Warhol of hip-hop. He is. And he must Point be protected blank. at all costs. At all costs. I don't want to hear nothing about, else. It's not just about the bars. It's about the bars. And then it's about the, you know, the cinematography. It's about the stories. It's about everything that he puts together. That's what makes him the GOAT. But let me know, Cultureholics, right? Let us know. What do you all think? Am I... Uh, Am I just a prisoner of the moment? Uh, is con is there a discussion where we talk about Kendrick Lamar being the GOAT? Check it out, y'all. Our producer's telling us that we got to go to break, all right? We got to go to break. We got to pay these bills. So we will be back after this. Oh, I want to ask you about something. You said something on your show. Give it to me. About being bi. Give bro. it to me. Is that a Is that a fact? I'm not ready to share my personal journey. <laughs> that was a soundbite, though. That's yeah, therapist talk right thing. there. That was a soundbite, I'm bite, not ready though. to let you guys into my world. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> this nigga don't care, yo. What the fuck are you talking about? This nigga don't care about only motherfucking in, yo, Only in hip-hop do niggas think that's cool, yo. I heard you say something. Yeah. Yo, you like dick. <laughs> 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 You're only in hip hop. Yo. Do niggas think that that's not an intrusive question? Right 
intrusive. That is you said that it to the public. Intrusive. You said it to the public. Yo. That's my You said this to the public. Yo. That's, yo. that's my lifestyle to share, not yours. Yo. <laughs> oh. Yo. So, so wait, wait, wait. Wait. Yo. So you shared it all. Right. That's so I, not your place to pull me out of the closet. No, God. Whoa. What's your question? Did he go bust that? Wait, 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 is that part of potting? Is what part of potting? Saying that you're bisexual. You, you asked me who I like to fuck, is that what you're asking me? Say it again? Are you asking me who I like to fuck? Yeah. Nigga, my ain't business. Yo. Hey, yo. All right. Don't try to take weapons. It's 2022, man. We ain't worried about it. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> 2022, bro. Like, because I'm worried about what one of you niggas think about my sex. What the fuck are you talking? No, about? I'm not saying that. I'm saying if it's I'm buying, be writing, it, like we'd still be what? What do you say if if you was? If I was, because you don't know. Sound bite. You don't know if I am or ain't. But if I was, what do you think would be different about my answer right yeah, now? So he says, if I was, was yeah. Because let's let's go what I am. Like, uh-huh. what would be different about this room? This situation right now. Absolutely nothing. For I'm, me? I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just saying. What are you saying? I don't, Please, the floor is yours. I'm a handsome guy, but I don't, you know, that's not my thing. See, even that's misogynist. <laughs> if I'm buying, what would make you think How's that, that I'm looking at thing? you? Like I said, oh. Man. That's my, like, what is wrong with you niggas asshole. in here? You niggas is nuts. You just assuming that you the type of a buy nigga. <laughs> I'm just what saying. What the fuck is going on in there? Thinking like a female. <laughs> Only in the I don't know. Listen, listen, I have no experience on the subject, so I don't. Two, one. Welcome back, Culture Hollis. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, we're about to get into it, y'all. And I'm. <laughs> get into it, yeah. Get into it, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Y'all, I just want to know why y'all be leaking people's news, dog. Stop leaking news. Actually, don't stop because y'all see me cheesing like a little schoolgirl. But um, so recently, I think this was Monday night, I believe. Um, Jesse Williams. Um, if you're not familiar with Jesse Williams, he is on was on Grey's Anatomy. Um, he is a biracial black and white man, and um, he has always tried to say that he was for the culture, but then he divorced his black wife, and then a whole bunch of things. And got with Minka Kelly. And got with Minka Kelly. So we're not going to talk about that. But (laughs) if there's one thing that's black about him. Yes, Lord. Okay. Well. (laughs) So apparently he is doing a Broadway show. It is called Take Me Out. Um, It is about. Take you out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. You see what I did there? Um, yes, he is in a Broadway show called Take Me Out. It is about a biracial, um, baseball player who at the height of his career comes out as gay and he has to navigate not only being a biracial player 
in a predominantly white sport, which is baseball, um, but also being a gay biracial man. Okay. See that pause in between (laughs) gay and biracial? So it was like, is that problematic? (laughs) And I was like, "Eh, I don't think that's how you. (laughs) It's like, a black. No. We got Um, it. (laughs) Heard. Okay. So, um, they also, they, I guess somewhere either probably before the show or when you buy the tickets, they do say that you need to get, turn over your phone or shut off your phone or there's no flash photography because there is full nudity in the show. Hello? Hello. <laughs> well, someone didn't listen. And I thank God for that. Someone that didn't listen because they just have Jesse Williams body parts all over Twitter, the internet, and y'all, the man is packing, okay? Packing and not lacking. Yes, Lord. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. He also got nominated for a Tony um, because of this um, Wait. Broadway show, I believe. Okay. Um, now I see why. Hopefully he wins. I, I don't see why he wouldn't. It's it, it yes. My producer say says it's giving what it's supposed to give, and yes, Lord, it is. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna just that's it. That's it, y'all. That's all I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm gonna continue drinking my water because I'm thirsty. So, <clears throat> shout out to that biracial king. Um, <laughs> I don't know about him being a king, <laughs> but look. Oh. Well, speaking of bisexual, um, I guess that's a <laughs> awesome segue, right? We love a good transition. We love a good transition. <laughs> so recently, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna um, you know, play a clip from it. But recently Joe Budden was on this podcast um with this dude named Matt Hoffa. Um, first of all. Who keeps giving these niggas podcasts? <laughs> niggas. <laughs> There's really a TikTok community. Like, it's like niggas with podcasts. And it's like showing clips of all these problematic niggas out here with their bad takes, right? With their toxic takes. But anyways. It's not so much that these dudes be having podcasts. It's just the fact that they be having podcasts with large followings. Yes. And I don't like it. Me and me I don't me. like it. You know who should have a large following? Conversations for the culture should have a large following. Hello? Hello? But we will. We will. We're going to manifest it. You know why? Amen. You know why? We will be one of the greatest baddest 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 thomas. <laughs> I had so, to get on I was snapping off beat, y'all. I'm sorry. So Matt Hoff um, wanted to know if he's really bisexual, right? If Joe Budden's really... You know what? Let's just listen to the clip. We gonna get right back to the conversation, but before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. That's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. Check it out. 
As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations, let's get back to it. All right. So as you see uh, in this clip, uh, some things that really stuck out to me um, was when Joe Biden said, if I'm by, what would make you think I'm looking at you? You just assuming that you the type of a buy, you that you the type of a buy nigga. That's really what I want to unpack. Cause cishet, remember our our word, our vocabulary, <laughs> our word bank, right? Um, cishet black men automatically assume like when when you hear him say whether it's bi, whether it's gay, like yeah, yeah, I don't got a problem with it. I don't got a problem with it as long as you don't bring that shit over here to me. What? First of all, no one is gonna bring it over to you. First of all, you're not attractive, bro. <laughs> First of all, no, second of all, you're broke. Third of all, you're ashy. Fourth of all, you didn't wash your face today. Fifth of all, you don't take care of your kids. Sixth of all, I don't know, just I could go on all day. So like this assumption that just because someone is gay, this assumption that someone is bi, that they want your dusty, broke tail, it's absurd. And it's weird. It's mad weird. It also goes to say about something along the lines of misogyny as well, because Ooh, you're up. saying when you look at um when you look at a gay man or a bisexual man, and you're saying, "Oh, they obviously must want me because look at me." That's also saying, "Oh, you must you must feel that way about women." Correct. They definitely feel that way about women. Like so, every every woman, you just what? No, y'all, it's 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 dumb. It's dumb and it's sus. Okay, stop, Hello? stop worrying about what's going on. If you're curious, just say that. Just say that. If you're curious, just say that. If you're curious, just say that, my dude. It's because okay. Because it's 2022. We don't care, right? Well, they obviously care. Um, because this is the thing, like, and this this assumption that gay means prone to just wanting to sleep with everything is like really violent. It's really strange to me. Like just because somebody's gay doesn't mean that they want you. Doesn't mean that they're just out here effing every, anything, anybody and everything. Right. Right. So this assumption that just because someone's gay, just because somebody, a man is gay, a man is bisexual, that they want you like, stop it. You're not that you, you're not that. Listen, humble, humble. What does the church say? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself, young man. Like, it's weird. We don't even have to talk too much on it. I just found that funny. And Joe Bunnan went ahead and he gathered him and he packed him up. And another thing he brought up was like, if I were to be bisexual, what does that change? How is the dynamic of this conversation, the dynamics of this relationship, how is that changing? Um, it makes me, and then this is the thing, it shows me how so many men are not comfortable with their sexuality. So many men aren't comfortable in their um, masculinity, right? 
Um, Which so, makes so much that why so much that I shared with you that post um, that I saw on Neighborhood Talk about <laughs> this man who was eating a popsicle and he was cutting the popsicle pieces of the popsicle off with a knife and he had his child recording. He's like, yeah, my daddy don't even eat popsicle. This is how my daddy eats popsicle. He That's dumb. A, you look he dumb. He won't pop. He won't suckle a popsicle. No, sir. And like, bro, like if you think that eating a pickle, eating a banana, eating a popsicle, if the first thing that you think when you think about doing that is sucking dick, then that means that you're having fantasies about sucking dick. Hello? Hello? Because never... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I've never been like, yo, this popsicle tastes like a dick. <laughs> yo, this popsicle... What if the people around me think that I suck dick because I'm eating this popsicle? Like, what? Like, are you that? Like, I've seen men take hot dogs, like the hot dog, and they eat the hot dog almost like a like, sandwich, like, like, oh, like, yeah, like a sandwich because they don't want to eat it like this. No, dog, somebody's gonna take that and they're gonna, um, gif it. <laughs> like, but yo, if y'all curious, just say that because that's just weird to me. Am I wrong? Is that no, weird, right? it's mad weird. It's mad weird. You don't see women, you don't see women being like, oh, you're a lesbian. Well, that makes me uncomfortable. What? Right. No, you don't see right. women doing that. They be like, oh, we be like, oh, you a lesbian? Girl, I wish. I wish. I wish. Because the men out here are trash. But unfortunately, I like them. And I can't help it. I can't help it. So, you don't see, you don't, you don't, you don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why does it matter? Why does it matter to you? Because they want it. Because <laughs> they just like, oh, Cause they I want to what... know. Because they want Jesse's anatomy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? All right. So we about to go to this uh, next topic, right? And um, <sighs> y'all, this is a lot. Get, get something to drink or get something to eat because we're going to be here for a minute. Yeah, we're going to hear. So. Those of you who don't know, this week, rapper, <laughs> Young Thug, and rappers. Gunna, <laughs> rappers, Young Thug and Gunner, <laughs> uh, they were arrested. Um, and like you might say, oh, rappers arrested, no big deal. Hold your horses, because this is this is a doozy, right? So on Monday, the power episode, <laughs> Young Thug was oh yeah. Speaking of y'all, today's our 25th episode. Yes, yes. So it might be a little longer, but that's okay because this is 25, so this is big. So here's the 25 more. Okay, here's the 25 more. We about to really run this up. So, anyways, on Monday, Young Thug was arrested at his Atlanta area Buckhead home on Rico charges. Okay, racketeering, y'all. Like this stuff is serious. And taken into custody where he's currently being held in Fulton County Jail. The 88-page indictment named Young Thug and Gunna, along with 26 individuals and alleges they, alleges they participated in street gang activities while being part of YSL. Now, when I heard YSL, I said, now what the hell does the fashion brand have to do with this? <laughs> but YSL is their group called the Young, Sli Young Slime Life. Young Slime Life. An Atlanta street game, okay? 
Uh, with the 56 count indictment, social media posts, and song lyrics, hello, play a huge role in charging the rappers for said crimes. According to the indictment, lyrics from Young Thug's hit single, Ski, are being used as evidence. The lyrics, prosecutors say, are an overt act. Um, y'all, this is a lot. This is a lot this to unpack. Rico charges, y'all. Like, so one thing, they don't bring Rico charges against you if they don't have enough evidence against you. And like with this, it's they've been watching you for a whole t- a long time. Now, apparently, this also has to do with just to give you guys some backstory. There's another rapper. Yo, I feel like I'm getting old because mo- I know some of these people, but then some of these people, I'm like, who is that? Um, YFN Lucy. You know YFN Lucy. I've heard of him, but I've never okay. heard any of his music. Sorry, but I've heard man. of him. I don't know his music. Um, <laughs> so YFN Lucci is in prison. And I guess he there was an attack on him, right, in prison. Um, and he's a rival to Young Thug and Gunna. And allegedly, YFN is um, maybe might, if he gets out on, if he gets some rumors is he's about to get out. Um, and the rumors is that if he does get out, then he's allegedly because everything that we're saying now is all allegedly, y'all. Okay, allegedly, you me up on here. We are not. We are. Why still ain't gonna come to my doorstep? We uh, are not going to get attacked by right. gang rivalries, nor mm-hmm. are we going to be indicted for recall charges. Because because I don't know nothing about that lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know nothing about nothing. I just be talking on the internet. Listen, I am not. I did what? not have sexual relations with that woman. What they call a man? You just a radio guy? Listen, I'm just a podcast guy. That's it. I'm just a podcast guy, okay? So why <laughs> being supposedly might be a snitch in this all, right? Furthermore, I guess, right, why Finn's people, um, there uh, maybe a month or two ago, Young Thug's baby mama was shot and killed. Right, she was shot oh. in the head. Yes, she was shot and killed. She was murdered, shot in the head, and they believe that was a targeted hit. So all of this stuff is starting to piece together, and somehow Jack Harlow got something to do with this because he's affiliated with Young Thug and YSL. Because he thought affiliated. he affiliated with DJ Drama. No, he's with YS. I don't know. All I know is the uh, prosecutor in this. Right, the prosecutor in this. Hold on, not my baby Jack. He just came out with an album. The prosecutor in this, right? Um, she is saying that, you know, they asked her why, um, so the prosecutors claimed that Young Thug had individuals attempt to kill Lucci, right? Now, the prosecutor also said that, um, Jack Harlow, um, is not going to be, he's not going to be implicated in this. He's not going to be sentenced in anything. So he's attached to it somehow. All right. So we gave y'all a little bit of backdrop. First question for you, Portia. Do you feel like people's lyrics should be, are lyrics and social media posts, do you think it's right for them to use those in cases like this? <sighs> Will my words be used against me in the court of law? No, speak freely. Speak freely. We're speaking freely today. Um, yes and no. Okay. Because yes, if if and this is an if, hypothetically speaking, allegedly, 
if the rappers are speaking truly in their lyrics and in their songs, then you told on yourself. Mm-hmm. You told on yourself. And there, there's no no one's at fault but you because you shouldn't have been out here airing all your business out. Right. However, however, they are trying to, they are entertainers. They are mm. selling entertainment. They could easily say this is no different than us sitting in our living rooms and watching Power or Top Boy or Snowfall or BMF or wh- whatever. Or Ozark. So, I know that's not for the culture. Shout out to or, Ozark. Or Game of Thrones for our melanin mayonnaise viewers. Um, so hey, listen, listen, listen. Or or entourage. No, not really entourage, but shout out to entourage show. That was my show. Anyway, um <laughs> you 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 could easily say that this is just entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can't use those lyrics against someone. Because it's entertainment. They can easily be like, I wasn't telling the truth. Mm-hmm. They could totally Takashi 69 this. I'm not, I'm really not a gangster. I'm mm-hmm. not a gangster. I don't, I don't do these things. I just talk about it. And mm-hmm. I make it, I make it sound cool. So you can't use these words against me because they're not real. So I guess the the thing comes down to is it real or is it not real? Mm. And it's just, it's a very, it's a very dangerous and almost kind of twisted type of situation because we're sitting here and obviously if they have all this evidence and all this other stuff, they did it. Yeah. Something happened. They killed somebody. They they can't deny that something didn't happen, that they did something. So the fact that we're trying to be like, so you really gonna arrest them? So you really gonna right. take them to jail? Like what? And it's because- all because I've heard a lot, I've seen a lot of free thugger, um, people like free the gods, and I'm like, yes, but no, no, but like also if they're out here killing no. people <laughs> for real, for real, like I get no. it, like y'all, I get it, I get it. I I'm not a big young thug fan. Me neither. But you know, if I'm at the club, yeah, I'm gonna turn up to some thugger. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a dance. I'm gonna shake a little something, you know. And this is where I find like so I feel like there's so many layers to this, and this is a whole entire conversation that we can have, and we will have. Um, just I want to talk about at some point hip hop culture as a whole. Um, and how many times it's really dangerous and we push and promote. We got like, nobody wants to have that conversation, right? Right. We talk about the violence in our communities. We talk about this. And I understand people are speaking to their situation, but you can speak to your situation without promoting the situation. Right. That's a bar. Like Kendrick. That's a bar, man. Sometimes I be just big up in myself because I be saying stuff that'd be so good. But for real, you can... You know, you can speak to a situation. You can spotlight the situation, highlight your um, circumstance without pushing that and being like, this is what I want you to do. And like the bragging, and we see it here in Chicago with drill culture, right? Um, Absolutely. And then, you know, we've seen people get killed like King Von. Um, We've seen a lot of just like senseless violence because it's like, 
we pushing like you know they still entrenched in street culture but then they go out and and once again i'm not a street nigga i'm a podcast nigga all right so it is what it is but i see it right i see it and i got cousins i got family who's in that life and it's like you don't go shoot somebody and then make a record about i just shot and killed this dude like yeah make it make sense right Make it make sense. So I feel like we, at some point, we have to wake up that conversation as far as what are we doing with this music? Like, what's the purpose? Because once again, like I said, you could tell your story, but don't glorify the story. And then there's another right. thing that we do that's weird is like when people start to break. And that's why I was surprised about Thugger because like Thugger be on Clubhouse talking about NFTs, talking about stocks, investing in business and whatnot. And then you see this and it's like, yo. And he like, be wearing dresses. So a lot of people are like, he ain't about that life. That's another thing. Some of these people you out here right. saying they're <laughs> feminine, they're gay, whoop, whoop, whoop. You wouldn't say that to their face because he may or may not allegedly be out here <laughs> catching bodies. And y'all worried about him wearing a dress. In a dress. He's going to catch he yeah, in a dress. <laughs> he gonna wear that dress and he gonna pull he gonna pull that pistol out that tail bar bag and, and split your top back. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, which I'm not making allegedly. light of it, but it's just like it's crazy because people was like, Oh, he's not that dude. He's not that dude. And then like he's that he, dude. Apparently, apparently he is that dude, y'all, because they trying to get um Thugga for as the kingpin. Yeah, the kingpin, y'all. They say he's that ghost. Means if he goes, if he if he's convicted, he ain't getting out. He ain't getting out. No more Thugga albums. No more. Thugga. No more. No more Thugga. Just for, forget about it. Wild, well, wild. I, it's wild. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep following this story. Um, and like I said, I want to definitely. We're gonna. Um, maybe like one of the Tuesday shows will unpack just like hip hop culture and and its relation to violence, its relation to misogynoir, <laughs> its relation to just like toxic masculinity and all of these things. Um, because it's a conversation to be had. But check it out. We're going to take another break, I believe. Is, is that right? Yep. We're going to take another break. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to pay the bills, and we will be back after this. You took the deal. We don't feel sorry for you. You took the deal. Get out of here. Oh, Kaepernick. Man, you on Nike, man. Get out of here. Oh, so he good. You think he good? Yeah, yeah, he good. But you I want to get back in the nah, league, bro. Nah, he don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. He was trash? Yeah. I don't know what trash. He was all right. Come on, A.B. Man, listen, he man. He was all right, A.B. Kaepernick did all that and took the money and then got the commercials. We don't see Kaepernick outside. Where he at? I ain't never seen him outside. I never seen him outside. All right, so, like, don't even say I see him throwing the ball trying to get back in, though. Yeah, that's, that's Yeah, but he already took the money. All that's cap. Like, mm. we ain't respecting that, bro. You took the money, the commercials. Yeah. We don't see you outside. We don't see him in the hood. He don't do nothing. Like, yeah. we cool, but now nah, we ain't even saying Kaepernick. He not even from the hood. He don't even been in the trenches. Yeah. Like, we like Kaepernick and all, but like yeah. we, ain't, we ain't really on that. So as black people, we need to get that clear. You don't have to have self-pity or be a mentality of being victimized. There's no racism. You can't do what you want in America and the world. 
only you could breathe for yourself and like only you could see with your own eyes so it's up to what you want i made i made a hundred million dollars in like football contracts I Why? Why can't we just? Um, I, y'all. Okay, so what you just heard was um, dumbass Antonio Brown. I'm sorry, just Antonio Brown. Um, so the first clip was about a few comments that he made about Colin Kaepernick, um, which rude. Okay, because. How you gonna hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. That could go both ways. But I mean, I, look, don't be mad at the man because he stood up for something that you didn't have the balls to do. Hello. Because he was in the league at the time, correct? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Um, so that's one. Now we're gonna move over to the next clip, which is really confusing to me because. Didn't you say a few years ago that no one's letting you back into the league because of a charge? And if you were a white football player, this wouldn't be the case. Now you're turning the back around and saying that racism isn't real because you have a hundred million dollars. And if racism was real, why would you have a hundred million dollars. Sir, you are the exception, not the rule. Come on. I don't understand where you get this mind warped where there is not some, I don't know, but there is systematic things mm -hmm. in place mm -hmm. where you have to look at this and understand that the only way for a black person, especially a black man, to be successful, like Antonio Brown, the only way that he can do that is to either play a sport or rap or act. Yeah. Entertain entertain massa. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Three, those three realms of entertainment. Those are the only ways that you can receive those masses. Now, of course, people are like, well, what about you have some millionaires that are in tech and stuff like that? Those are that's great. That's great. That's great. But those it still doesn't amount to what it is. I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. What's the reason? Okay. What what what's the reason? Mike, how you feel about this, Micah? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? So there's two different conversations here, okay? Mm-hmm. Two different conversations. So there's and I'll start from the the I'll start I'll go backwards, okay? I'll go backwards. So the first conversation to be had is the dangers of black elitism. Hello? One that thing right there. that I've noticed when black people, when some black people get to a certain level monetarily and a certain level status, they forget about the social ills that us regular black folks <laughs> experience, right? 
So they say things on Clubhouse, like, you know, there's this fine, mm, yeah, F it, I'll say. There's this financial guru guy, right? And no, I won't, because we actually talked that out and it made sense after he said it. But people think that if you don't make a lot of money, you're lazy, right? People think that if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're just not trying hard enough, right? Um, And then people think that once they make it, there's, that means there's no racism. But I'm not at all surprised about Antonio Brown because if you really look into it, guess who Antonio Brown's been hanging around with a lot? Not black people. No, he has. Kanye West. Okay, that makes sense. Exactly. So he's he's been enrolled in the school of Kanye West. The school, the school of delusion and dumb acidry. So... I'm not surprised that that's the route that he took. Oh, I'm about to cook. Hello. All right. I'm not surprised that he took that route, but come on, Antonio, you got it because you're where you're at because you can catch a ball. And, and run the same time you're saying that, you know, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, racism is a real, those same people who you're trying to tap dance for now, right, to get back in the league or whatever it is that you're doing, those are the same people who tell you that your job is not to have opinions. Your job is to catch the ball. Those are the same people who would discard you. Those are the same people who tell LeBron James to just shut up and dribble. Those are the same exact people that you out here tap dancing, doing your, the coon show for. So it was very bothersome that that's his thought, but I'm not at all surprised because there's a lot of black people who get money and then – they go into this, I'm better than the rest of these niggas out here. Oh, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. And if I can make it out, then anybody can make it out. And then they discount that not everybody has those same opportunities. They discount that there are many times are an exception to the rule. And instead of acknowledging that, they act like we live in this rose-colored society where you know, this utopia where racism doesn't exist, where just a couple of months ago, they just started making putting things into play where, hey, black women, you can wear your hair natural without being discriminated against in the workplace. Like there's still things like racism is still rampant in the NFL. How many black coaches are there? One. If I'm hmm. not mistaken, Mike Tomlin, his former coach. Should be the only one. There are a few. No, I'm not gonna head coaches, not assistants. I'm almost no. Positive. There's there's not there's not that many head coaches. I'm almost I'm positive gonna... Mike Tomlin is the only black head coach. Can you confirm that for me, Lizzie? Black um, head coaches in the NFL. And then for the longest time, we have a few black quarterbacks now. I don't know how many there is. Yeah. Um, but. For the longest time, you didn't have a black quarterback. Why? Because they said they weren't smart enough. They weren't smart enough. What? <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like, dog. No, nah, man. Antonio Brown's no. a jackass. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Full, full jackass. Like, full and jackass then, can we talk about his privilege, right? Can we talk about his privilege? Because... He talks about there's no racism, this, that, and the other. He pulled, but look at how many opportunities that he has squandered. Team after team after team. Look how many people don't get that opportunity. So I think he should just shut up and uh, play football. Hello? 
or shut up and be a rapper, whichever. Or one shut you up do. and be a rapper, whatever you want to do. You, you can't. He can't. He he's not a great rapper, so I don't see him going very far in that. So the one thing that he does do well, he's throwing it away. Now let's talk about the Colin Kaepernick of it all. Okay. Okay. So Lizzie just confirmed. Mike Tomlin is the only black head coach in the NFL. Shout out to our producer. She she's on it Shout today. To I Lizzie. love it. She be knowing. She be knowing. She be doing the research. The only black head coach in the NFL. But there's no racism. Shut the front door. So let's talk about Colin, Ka <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, right? He was like, oh, he took the money. He did this. He did that. What? Yeah, he took the money as he should have. He should have been compensated because they, exactly. ruined his they ruined his career. That Hello? derailed his career. Of course. If, and Nike came to him and said, hey, we want to work with you. So what was he supposed to do? Turn down Nike and be like, no, I don't want your money. When Ava DuVernay and Netflix came to him and said, hey, we want to produce a documentary about your life. What is he supposed to say? No, because he took a knee and he took he stood up for something. That means that he can never work again. Y'all are really dumb. Let me tap into my Nikki bag. Are you dumb? <laughs> huh? Are you dumb? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> that was a very I, good Nikki. That was a very you. good Nikki. Thank you. Queen Ray. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. And this is the whole thing. He kept saying, like, oh, he's not in the streets. He's not doing the work. One, Colin Kaepernick does do the work. Secondly, just because you don't see somebody doing the work doesn't mean that you they're not doing the work. Some people only do the work because they want to put it on social media. Oh, we're about to get to that because this next topic, we're talking about uh, <laughs> activist, right? Not activist, actorvist. So some oh, people Lord. only do the work because they want to put it on social media, right? So just because you don't see Colin doing the work doesn't mean that he doesn't do it. Not only that, if you follow Colin prior to, Colin has never been a social media guy, ever. No, not really. Like, he's never been that dude. So it's just like, bruh, don't sit here and discount this man and what he's doing because you don't see it and minimize what it is that he has done and the impact that he has made, right? Um, I don't know. I think it's weird. I think it's it weird. is. It's mad weird. I just, I don't understand why people, why athletes have the resentment towards Colin that they have, especially black athletes. I don't understand why they have this man literally sacrificed his dream, his dream mm -hmm. for all of y'all, for all of y'all. And people can easily say, well, I didn't ask him to do that. He didn't have, mm -hmm. that's not the point. That's not and the point. I'm glad you brought that up because another thing Antonio Brown talked about was like, oh, he's not from the streets. He grew up with white uh, white parents, blase, blase. That makes what he did even the more respect respected to me because he didn't come from no, the trenches, 100%. right? He didn't come from the trenches, all of that. But he said, you know what? I see that there is, I see an issue. So I want to stand up for that issue. The issue doesn't necessarily directly affect me but it affects people who look like me. And that, just to go deeper in that as well, the at the point when Colin did this, he was at the height of his career. And yeah. yes, he is a biracial man, but at the height of his career, he could have turned, turned the other way. He could have turned a blind eye and he could have yeah. 
went full white man if he wanted to, because yep. I guarantee the NFL and everybody else would would have let him. They would have been. He would have been like, I, I don't know. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Nah, I ain't get, you ain't got to worry about me. You ain't got to worry about me. A uh, little tidbit from our producer. Lizzie said he was adopted and that family spoke against his decision to stand for the culture. Well, we ain't going to get into Ka- Colin Kaepernick's adopted family because... Listen, because when I watched that documentary... That documentary did not I, put them in a good light. That must have been said, an awkward... Yeah, you put your people out like this? Put them out on Front Street. Yeah. I'm like, sir, are you sure you love your parents because your parents are racist? His it's parents okay. are definitely racist. Well, if not racist, they definitely have microaggressions. Like a like a lot of them. Like when they told him that he looked like a thug with his braids. Or when they put that picture of him in his prom date, homecoming date in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Or when they <laughs> or when she refused to eat the food at the black girl's house, the hair, the, the person who was braiding his hair. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, he's gonna ask to put salt and pepper in it because he always does. And Colin was like, no, I'm not. Don't he said, nothing. this food is seasoned. <laughs> Yo, that was such a good series. Uh, that was a really good series. I loved it. Um, so shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Um, it's For me, it's protect Colin at all costs. Hello. Um, but what we're going to go to is someone who I'm not protected. And this hurts me. Anybody who knows knows that I love black folks, right? I mean, you can listen to this conversation. You can listen to conversations for the culture and know that if you know the history of conversations for the culture, conversations for the culture was birthed out of my clothing line, Kings Arise, which mm-hmm. is for the people, right? Is providing clothes, uplifting and empowering the black community by providing clothes that speak. If you want to go ahead and get some gear, www.kingsarise.com. That www.kingsarise.com. If you use the promo code combos, you get 10% off your order. There you Period. go. Um, so check this out. We got to talk about Black Lives Matter. Damn. And we're not talking about the movement. We're talking about the organization. And I don't want to do this because this is going to give white folks so ammunition. ammunition. <laughs> Damn, and this is gonna homie. get black folks I ammunition you was too. The man, homie. This is gonna get black folks ammunition too. See, this is why I don't support organizations. See, this is why I don't give my money to black folk. See, this is why because you know, like if your food comes out at a black uh cold at a black owned restaurant, some black folks will go ahead and put it on Facebook, do a five star, I mean a, a five paragraph review as why they don't support black businesses, right? So I hate to report this, but we gotta do it because what I say, we don't run from nothing on this show. BLM co-founder. Okay, hold on. Let me open this so I can read it. All right, so I can read this verbatim. So I can read this verbatim. Because the people want to know what's happening, okay? The people need to know what's happening. So we're going to talk about uh, Patrice Colors, okay? Let's go. Let's go. I'm bringing up the news story so I can read it. You know, I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Okay, so BLM co-founder Patrice Huh? I was saying this is wild. The story is wild. real wild. 
Um, Patrice Colors admits using $8 million property to host parties and son's birthday. So if you all do not know, there was a article that was being put out and there's an investigative reporter, Sean Davis, I want to say his name. I could be wrong. Um, so don't, don't Sean Campbell. I don't know. His name is Sean something. Uh, <laughs> he was working on an article about, um, Patrice Colors and Black Lives Matter, Elisa Garza, some of the, um, founding members and then in this was brought up about the six million dollar i'm sorry not eight million six million dollar house um property that was purchased by them um and this purchase happened after the george floyd protest if you don't remember um during the george floyd protest after the george floyd killing and brianna taylor killing everybody in their mama wanted to give the black lives matter you remember that right yes. uh ben and jerry's apple like everybody all the big companies were giving it because they wanted to act like they were down for us even though they're not down for us uh shout out Listen, to ben, ben, ben and jerry's is down for us though maybe yeah oh no <laughs> they're socially they're socially um aware but most of these yeah. companies it was performative right performative it was very support. performative um per performative allyship is what i call it um so they, they were all ambiguous person on their website. Who? I said they will put one racially ambiguous yeah. web person on their website. We stand with you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, everybody was giving money, right? They were just giving money. Like Black Lives Matter saw the biggest boom that they have since their inception after the Michael Brown uh, shooting. So, and if you or Trayvon Martin shooting. Now, if you remember a couple a little while ago, Trayvon Martin's mother and Tamir Rice's mother both spoke out against Black Lives Matter, and they were like, "Hey, we haven't seen none of this money." So. What's really happening, right? Why are the mothers of these people who you're on the front lines, front lines for, why aren't they being supported? Once again, as we have this conversation, listeners, cultureholics, I want you to remember that I am not talking about Black Lives Matter as a movement, okay? Because it's still up and it's stuck. It's still up, up and it's stuck, stuck with Black Lives Matter as a movement. But what I'm talking about is the actual corporation, the actual uh, uh, um, organization of Black Lives Matter. Let's get into it. Patrice Culler, the former Black Lives Matter executive director and co-founder, has come forward and admitted to using the $6 million LA property she purchased with Black Lives Matter funds for two personal incidents. In an interview with Associated Press on Monday, the 38-year-old revealed that the seven-bed house located in the Studio City was used for her business and her own recreation, but only on two occasions. First of all, you said before you, Alicia Garza, everybody else was like, no, y'all are lying, you know, and then they wanted to go ahead and they wanted to um, kind of point to things that happened in the past, like Pro. you know, anytime there's been a movement of black people, um, the government, the white folk, right, they've tried to derail us, whether it's putting in, um, you know, the, what they did with the Black Panthers when they put in like you know, their own guys in there to take the Black Panthers down, whether yeah. it was wiretapping Dr. King, whatever it may be. Like, they always want to discredit the movement. So knowing that Patrice Colors tried to use that as a narrative, knowing that she was doing exactly what people said she was doing, that's sneaky. That's manipulative. That's crazy. Let's keep going, right? So she said it's only two occasions. Well, you said before it wasn't happening. So now that it was only two occasions, uh, I don't believe that. That's like when you ask... Be like, yo, you cheating on me? And they be like, yeah, I mean, I only did it once. It, it, it was that one time. It was just that one time. Believe me, I would never do that again. No, you been cheating. You just got caught. So like one, and then you, you so just came number, back from cheating. I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> so after securing the property in cash, I don't think you heard me. 
After securing the property in cash in October 2020, Patrice says she held a party to celebrate the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in January 2021. Then in March, she decided to throw her son's birthday party at the house, a decision which she now says probably wasn't the best idea. Patrice had previously denied that she was using the property for anything other than the foundation business concerning the Black Lives Matter group. In the wake of George Floyd murder, as I said, Black Lives Matter organization accumulated over $90 million and reportedly has $60 million of cash. When asked why she decided to splurge on a pricey property in LA, she clarified her reasons to AP. We looked at commercial buildings and we looked at homes and then we found this really amazing space that is a sweet spot between commercial and residential. Not only that, okay, and then I'm going to give it over to you. Another thing that she said back when, and then Alicia Garza said this when she went on the, um, Alicia Garza is no longer with the Black Lives Matter movement either. It's been a couple of years, but she also articulated on the Higher Learning podcast with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay uh, that that house, that property was used for um, organizers and activists who might be displaced. Because if we want to talk about activism um, and organ organizing, it can be it could be a, a lot of it, it could be rough, right? And you can end up getting mm-hmm. arrested, so you miss out on work or you can't work because you got charges on your record. All these things happen. So they said this was going to be a place where. Um, they could film content, Black Lives Matter, and you know, content for the culture. So a content house, but also where you know, displaced activists and people in the movement can go there and live if they needed help. Um, apparently, none of this was happening, and she was just, you know, filming her cooking show there, her YouTube series, and all of this. Whew! What are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts Mm -hmm. because you, you see everything that's happening going on in, in the black community. You, you, you see it and you thought that maybe we didn't think it, but maybe hopefully you had a little bit of hope that there was a, a turning point with George Floyd. Obviously, it, there was not because then a few months later, the instance, even though that happened before George, the instance with Breonna Taylor came out and and so on and so forth. So it did not stop there and it has not stopped there and it's still going. And the fact that we work so hard as a community, as a culture, to just try and to forward, do the work and just forward more advancement for places. Because if they really did what they were supposed to do with the house, that would have been amazing. But Mm -hmm. the fact that you just using it for yourself, what? Why is it so hard for us as a community, as a culture to do right, y'all? Why? Why? I don't understand. I don't understand. It's embarrassing. And it's like, it's embarrassing. It's disheartening. And it's just sad, man. It's sad. And what sucks is like, so there's a lot of people doing amazing work. First, I'll talk about myself. Like, and I really need to get, like, I won't lie. I got burned out, especially after getting arrested. I haven't been as active as I used to be, but like, like, remember the, so check this out. So 
I um Jamal Cole here in Chicago, whatever you say about him, he's you know, it is what it is. My block, my hood, my city. But um, I got a grant from my block, my hood, my city, right? Um, it was a five thousand dollar grant. Um, because they saw the work that I do with Kings Arise. So I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. All right. Check the receipts for anybody who wanna know. Anyways, <laughs> uh <laughs> I got a $5,000 grant because of the work that I did with Kings Arise and the message that we put out, right? Um, and I could have, I could have easily, I could have easily spent that money to do my own thing, right? And somebody even told me, they were like, yo, make sure that you take some for yourself too. Dang. I won't mention the name, but it was an activist who said that, or what I call an act. Torvist. Um, and they said, take some for yourself. I said, huh? They're like, yeah, you don't got to use that whole 5K. Pay your rent. Go on the trip. Whatever. You got to take Go on a trip. trip. <laughs> now, I can see pay. Now, pay something like pay your rent, maybe. Like, if it's like something reasonable. I low-key can see that because we act, act you know, we as act, you know, community organizers, whatever, they got to eat, too. A lot yeah. of them don't aren't eating because they're always worried about every they don't, you know, they're not eating, they might not have a place to stay. So I get that. But going on a trip, you must think I'm Jesse Jackson Jr. or something. I'm not about to do that. <laughs> Hello. So, <laughs> so yo. In the so, midst of that, sorry, sorry, Micah. I just want to say Micah put on an amazing, an amazing event. That's what we were going to get up. So I was going to break down like exactly. Thank you so much for acknowledging that. Yes. Acknowledge me. <laughs> um, non Lizzie said nonprofits take salary for rent and basic needs like room and board. Yeah, I get that. But trips, that's not basic. That's a lot. <laughs> so check this out, right? Um, because you do have to pay yourself. Okay. Yeah. So um, when I was involved with the dope youth program, awesome program here in Chicago, youth mentorship program, um, the person in charge of that. They had a they had certain funds allocated to pay the people who worked for her. So I was one of the main organizers. So I got paid for that, right? Um, but with the event, so I took that 5k and I spent all of it. All of it. We did a drive-in back to school giveaway, drive-in. We gave a bunch of tablets out. Okay, good tablets. Hello. Now they weren't iPads, but they were Kindle Fire. They were still nice. <laughs> we gave out good tablets. We gave out um a hundred dollar gift cards, um, a hundred dollar gift cards so people can go buy groceries, right? Because you want to feed the people. Speaking of feed the people, I fed the people all out of this. We had money, a food right? truck. Had a food truck with um jerk tacos. Shout out to uh the food truck. Even though some DeAndre, people like, shout out to DeAndre. Shout out to DeAndre. DeAndre. It's, even though some people was like, y'all ain't got no steak, nigga. This is free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh shout out to um Chicago Home and Chicken and Waffles who also got us some food. Right. Um, shout out to Baba's. Um, I got the whole. I got. I bought. Um, what's it called? I bought. Uh, slushies for the hood. Yeah, slushies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had, I brought slushies for the hood, y'all. I was doing it, man. I was on my Frank. You Lewis. had DJ Cashera. Yeah, I had DJ. I had music. Two. I had two bounce houses. Like we did all of this, right? I need to do another one. I need to do another one. We we gonna plan that. I want to do. I want to do another one. Sponsored by like Combos for the Culture. We'll, we'll talk about that, right? Um, we're gonna need some more help for that. Hey, if y'all want to help, because I was yes. stressed out. Listen, I was stressed. I know I stressed y'all out, but I used that. <laughs> then we got other people here in Chicago, right? Uh, shout out to like William Calloway, 
good friend of mine. He has Christian there, and like he's doing great work, right? He's consistent. We have she little she could be a little spicy and rough around the edges, but we got Inglewood Barbie doing great Shout work. Inglewood Barbie, right? Shout out to Inglewood Barbie. She's out here killing it. Um, but when you have people like Patrice Colors who do things like this, it makes it hard for the people who are out here doing the work. Right. Uh, shout out to my work, good yeah. friend Kira Mo here. See, I'm I'm shouting out all my Chicago people, right? Who's doing the work? Shout out to my good friend Kira Mo. Uh, shout out, just shout out to the people out here. Y'all are doing the work, but it's hard because you have people who take advantage of people's kindness, people who take advantage of people's benevolence. What's that word? Benevolence. 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 You're asking the wrong person. I can't say benevolent. benevolent. <laughs> that word got us in the chokehold. <laughs> but <laughs> people who want to give, right? <laughs> people who have a heart for giving, and they take advantage of that. And then, like, they're out here in new Gucci slides. They're out here uh, in a Tesla, and they're like, you're stealing the people's money, and you're profiting off the back of black pain and black struggle. Yo, I, this is the first time that I'll ever say this about a black woman on this um, platform, but F, because I'm not going to use the other word because I'm trying to, you know, we can't say all the cuss words, but F Patrice Colors, like really. No, wholeheartedly. 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 I got all the smoke for her. I'm always like protect black women, support black women, listen to black women. Nah, she can go to she can <laughs> kick her to the curb. Cause why why haven't the families gotten any money? That's what I'm trying to say. Why are the families you out here asking fighting. for money? Why no, no, there's no way somebody would have got sued. I'm sorry. Somebody would have got sued because there is no way that you're going to profit and make money and throw your son throw your son a party in a mansion in LA and I still have to grieve with the fact that my child is no longer here Whew. and I'm broke. The <laughs> Hell no. And Hell that is why no. <laughs> I, and that's why when people are, oh, are you still an activist? Are you still a community organizer? I don't, I never even identify with those words, right? Because I just like to give back period point blank even when I don't have. And many times I didn't have. When I was doing that, when we did that, I didn't have, I could have taken that 5K and ran up the plug. I could have invested it into the business. I could have done all of these things, right? But I couldn't do that because I care too much about the people. When I say I'm for the culture, I mean it. I, I could be eating ramen noodles, but I'm going to make sure that the, the hood was fed that day. You feel me? Yeah. Um, And... I think a lot of people get into community organizing, they get into activism because they want the platform, right? They want to be platformed. So they come into it like Blue Vest. I don't care for him either. D-Ray, DeRay, you know what oh, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Vest, F Blue Vest too. Um, because it's not about you. At the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about the people. And true people who are about this life, they're, they're, they're willing to die for it. True people who are about this life, they're willing to get arrested for it. When I got arrested, like I was out, like, did I want to be arrested? No, but I knew that that was a possibility. So when I heard um, the young lady who I knew 
and I, I heard it was crazy. It, it was, I feel like it was a God thing because I wasn't even over there. And I was just, my thing was, I'm going to come out here and take some really dope pictures, right? I'm going to take yeah. some really dope pictures and, you know, get my portfolio up, right? <laughs> um, and then I heard like commotion and I was like, I feel like I got to go over there. I didn't know why. Then I went over there. I was like, Holy Spirit, activate. So when I went over there, I saw somebody from my church and one of the um like one of the girls who I really rock with. Um, and you know, I'm like her big bro, right? I saw her being pulled from side to side by the police and then the crowd. And I was like, Oh hell, here we go. So then I tried to retrieve her, right? And then one thing led to another. Bam. We're going to get Ed Space on the show and we're going to talk about this um, in one of the Tuesday episodes about my experience. But I was arrested. Right. But that came with the territory. Because why? Because I say protect black women. So I don't say that in just word. I say it in action. And it wasn't about me. It like, gave me a heart attack. <laughs> All I heard was <laughs> I'm in the back. I'm in the back of the what? <laughs> Have me running around my house. What's wrong with you? Michael, I gotta find a way here. <laughs> yo, it was crazy because I was in. Yo, this is how cold and sick I am with it. And then we're gonna go to a break after this. But I was in the back of the um paddy, paddy wagon, wagon, cuffed, right? But then they had me cuffed good because he didn't know what he was doing. And I know how to cuff people. Not not no kinky stuff, y'all. But I was in the military police for a while. <laughs> so I know how to cuff people, right? But he didn't know his way around um some handcuffs, y'all. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Jesus, um, I was able to grab my phone that they didn't take away from me, and I, I put a post out on Facebook. I was like, "Hey, y'all, just let you know, I'm in cuffs. I just got arrested. I'm gonna keep you guys updated." And I was able to post that, <laughs> which was crazy. Which was crazy, man. I one thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna because I want people to know, like, what's up. So if anything, I said, if anything happens to me. Listen, they ain't gonna Sandra blame me because that's what they do. They say, "Oh, he did this, he didn't know." I what did Jesse say? I am not suicidal. <laughs> I did not do. I am not suicidal. Listen, I wanted the people to know, and but that that's crazy though. Like I say it in a joking matter, but that was like traumatizing because I'm sitting yeah. here in the back of this paddy wagon alone. It's hot as hell, right? It's June, and I'm like, "Yo, um, what's about to happen?" Right, and then I'm thinking of Freddie Gray because Freddie Gray that's how he died in the back of the paddy wagon. I'm thinking of Sandra Bland, I'm thinking of all of these people who died in custody. I'm thinking of 16 year old when Janiah McMillan, um, love, love, love her to death. Uh, she was a 16 year old girl when this is when I was living in Kentucky, one of the lead activists on her case. So, justice for Janiah McMillan. Um, she died in the juvenile detention center that she wasn't even supposed to be in, right? Um and so I just, and then like what happened was like, she was dead for like hours and hours, like almost 24 hours. And what happened was uh, the, they stopped checking on her because, you know, a lot of these people don't do their jobs. And then they went ahead and when they found out that she was dead, they went ahead and they took the records and they backdated their checks, right? Like they were checking and she was okay. Um, and they're supposed to do checks every like two hours. I say all that to say, I was in such fear during that whole time because I'm like, anything can happen. And they could tell the narrative. And if I'm not here to tell my story, they'll craft the story however they want to craft it. But, and it could have been a good thing or a bad thing. Um, a week later, guess where I was at? I was right back out there marching, saying after police, right? Why? Because I care about my people. Now I've slowed down and I feel like 
this podcast is a good vehicle for me to spread the message, right? I feel like the clothing line, as we've relaunched the clothing line, so www.kingsofrise.com, all right? Uh, I feel like that's also a good platform. But one thing I always do is it's never going to be about me, right? Some of you preachers out there, you need to remember that too. Some of you prophets out there, you need to remember that too. It's not about you. It's about the message. It's not about you. It's about your purpose. It's not about the platform. It's about who's being transformed and changed by the platform. So I say that all to say, if your main objective is to profit off of the platform, to profit off of the people and profit off of their pain, I got no love for you. And I'm going to go as far far as saying that you're anti-Black. Well, on that note, we're going to go to commercial. (laughs) We'll be right back, (laughs) y'all. We'll be back. After this. Hold up. Wait. Nah, for real. Hold up. Wait. Check this out. I need you guys to go to www.kingsarise.com. That's www.kingsarise.com. That's my clothing line. Kings Arise Clothing, where we provide clothes that speak. We empower and uplift the black community with our message. I just want you to go check it out. We got a lot of dope gear. And if you use the promo code COMBOS, that's C-O-N-V-O-S, you get 10% off your order. All right, back to the show. Welcome back to Conversations for the Culture. Listen, that last segment, somebody going to be made. Somebody gonna be man, but that's okay. That's right. Don't get over he'll, it. He'll get well soon. <laughs> get well <laughs> soon. Um, so last week after we recorded, something happened. Something happened, something big happened, and it's always like something always, if you notice, something always happens, like as soon as we're done recording, like always <laughs> Will Smith um apology. Um uh, it's that Rocky getting arrested. Yeah, it's always something after uh, we go ahead and record. But last week, um, well, Kevin Samuels passed away. For those of you who don't know who Kevin Samuels is, Kevin Samuels is a was a um, YouTuber. He was a podcaster, and he had some <sighs> he had some spicy takes. Not the spicy takes that we have, though. We had spicy takes that were inherently dangerous and harmful and violent, right? That were disrespectful to black women. Um, it's I believe I've said it on the podcast before, and if I haven't said it on the podcast, I've definitely said it in other um, content that I have. I was not a fan of Kevin um, Samuels at all. Neither. Neither. Not a fan of him. Like I thought he was a really just a bad dude. Right, his message was really bad. However, we got to do better, folks, because the celebration of Camille Samuel's death is weird to me. That is very weird, <laughs> y'all. I I understand that a lot of women, myself included, mm-hmm. did not appreciate some of the takes that Kevin Samuels had. But y'all, that's just, 
I don't, I don't, I, I have to scratch my head at that because y'all, um, somebody is uh, dead and that's not going to, whether this man is dead or alive, it's not going to make the world better. It's not going to change anything. He might've offended you, but he, I, it's not that deep. It's really not that deep at all. Um, I actually was watching um, a podcast the other day. Shout out to Dorm Tainment. Anybody that knows me knows I love Dorm Tainment. I'm a Dorm Tainment stand. They have a podcast called The Comedy Trap House, and they were talking about it. Um, so one, they had one of their friends on, and he was talking about it. And he was saying, you know, I don't necessarily agree with Kevin Samuels. He was like, but as a personal trainer, I'll see it. I'll tell you like this. When you are a coach, you are harder on the people that you train, that you coach, whatever. You give them a little bit of tough love, but that's individual training. That's individual coaching. You do that for the masses. Now, when you're training somebody for the masses, you need to be careful of how you do that. You can't be too hard or harsh or extreme with your um, coaching or your viewpoints or your training or what have you. And he was like, that's what made, he was like, I didn't think Kevin Samuels was a dangerous person, but that's what made him dangerous because mm. you would have people that would take take what he would say and then they're not applying it to their life but they're taking it and twisting it and trying to point the finger at someone else mm. when maybe that wasn't what kevin was getting at at all but that's how that's when that's when it gets messy and that's when it gets dangerous and that's when it gets bad and i sat there and i was like hmm you know i never really thought about it that that way like that's good that's good I still don't like the man, but I mean, you know, also RIP to him and his family. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that his family shouldn't feel bad. That doesn't mean that his mother deserved to find out that her son is gone on, on social, social media. media. Could we add some layers to this conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Could we go there? Can yeah. we like get deeper producer? Can we get deeper? Wait. Lizzie said something. These women attach to attach the pain from their souls from every black man that has hurt them and put it on Kevin. It's a celebration of his archetype of a man that is violent towards black women. Mm. Period. Yeah. Come on, Lizzie. Yeah, internalized pain and trauma. That's why I mean I understand why I don't. But like even when like if like when Rush Limbaugh died, right? Rush Limbaugh was a piece of trash many times, right? Ninety nine point. Nine percent of the time, you didn't notice. Sometimes it's best not to say anything, right? So right. I didn't. Oh, wait a minute, what's wrong? <laughs> Do y'all hear that in the background? Mm -mm. <laughs> okay, so Lizzie heard it. Um, somebody just got cuss clean the f out. <laughs> oh, I got my window open because y'all it's hot and I don't got central air. You know, so let's let's pray that into my life in this next season. 
touching agree. Hasha da basha. So um, when Rush Limbaugh passed away, I didn't tweet. I saw it. I said, huh? <laughs> and I kept literally. <laughs> I said, huh? <laughs> I kept scrolling. And like, that's I literally. I, I didn't and tweet. That's literally, that's literally how I felt about Kevin Samuels. At Yo. first, when I saw it, I was like, this ain't real. And my I was friend. Like, that ain't real. That ain't um, real. A friend of the show, Damani, right? He's on the Black Gay Agenda Part One and Two. Um, to you, uh, he texted me. He's like, "You're talking about Kevin Samuels, right?" Now I didn't know if we were gonna talk about it because you know my granny used to tell me, "If you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing nice at all," right? So I was like, eh, "I don't know," and he's like, "I think you should." I'm like. And we've had conversations about him a lot and about just like, I don't care for him. But at the same time, I'm not celebrating his death because that's weird. But I do think we need to go ahead and we're going to tap into this part of the conversation. Then we're going to end. Okay. So here we go. When it comes to his legacy, what is his legacy? Because his, because, To me, it's his legacy... 100%. Huh? It's tainted. It's tainted, but not only that, it's cap. Ugh, and I hate to say this, right? Because you don't speak ill of the, the people who are no longer here. And I say it's cap because he talked about high value. His biggest thing was a high value man. High value, high value, high value, high value. You know? Uh, he also asked men if he... they He would ask men on the show if they had a big dick, which I think is kind of <laughs> weird. Did he really? Or, us, yes, for a straight man to ask a man if his dick is big, and no, then the man was like, about people. <laughs> and the man was like, I no. think it's big. He said, I think it's big. Throwing it out there like Jesse, stop. <laughs> he said, I think it's big, and he's like, man, you know if you got a big dick or not. He said, my dick is big, but that all factored into. I say that because that all factored into um, the whole. Um, what's it called? Factored into being high value. You know, you got to be able to have this amount of money, big dick, weird, okay? Um, so he preached so much about high value man. High value man means you got to, you know, make all this money. But he lived in an apartment that he rented. And that's not me being shady, okay? <laughs> and I didn't want to have this conversation, but I think it's important, okay? So he lived in an apartment and... Um, he, you know, he talks about the family structure and he's twice divorced. He talked about like all these things and he died alone. Well, he didn't die alone. That's alone because you could be with somebody and still be alone. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Gotta go. Come on. We go. Shout. Come on. That's a bar. We go about to shout. Pray to shout me to know, but for real. You can be with somebody and still be alone. And he had this woman. He didn't know the woman. She didn't even know his apartment number. Now, granted, you can go to somebody's house a couple of times because I have, you know, you go to somebody, you'd be like, hey, what's your apartment number again? Right? So that I'm not going to castigate. I think that's a word. I don't know. I heard it on Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> I I vaguely know where Michael lives, y'all. Vaguely. See? <laughs> so, that's, so that's the real thing. So like people like oh my brother. <laughs> people like how does she not know she she wanted him to die? How does she not know the apartment number? Y'all, that that's not the big thing. But what I'm saying is he barely knew her. Okay, so that's the thing. He barely knew her. So in his last moments, he spent it with somebody who he barely knew. 
they were she was probably just a one night stand, right? A jump off. But you sit here on this platform, you're telling women not to be whores, not to be sluts, like and using language like this. I'm not using this for sensationalism. These are you can go back. The proof is in the pudding. Go to his page. All the lies are there. The night before his the the the, 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 the same night that he passed, or the you know, the prior to his passing, mm -hmm. he was on his live talking cash money-ish. There's a point where he was bringing up a situation where a woman was talking about, you know, he basically said that kids lie. And he was saying that he would never date a woman who had kids because if a woman said that her child said, you know, if, if he used this as an example, like I come to you and I'm like, hey, you know, your husband molested me. He's like, she would believe the child before she would believe me. And kids lie. Hello? That's weird. That's weird. His content was created for views and profit and not for true growth in the community. Yeah, I agree with you, Lizzie. And that's what we have to talk about. So, and I, I, I alluded to it earlier and I said, podcast niggas, right? <laughs> niggas with podcasts. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people get on and they just say sensational things just so they can get views, just so they can get more subscribers, right? For me, I will admit, I say sensational stuff sometimes, right? I say stuff that makes you raise an eyebrow, right? I say stuff, but it's purposeful. Anything that I say, I don't waste my words. Everything's intentional, okay? It's intentional, it can Never. be sensationalism and truth at the same time, though. And that's <laughs> yes. Two things can't be true at the same time. Yes, it's intentional. I'm just not saying stuff to um, make people mad. I'm not saying stuff to maybe get a hot soundbite and go viral. Now, it would be nice if that happens, you know. But I say things because I want people to start changing. I want to have the tough conversations, right? So when Damani came on here and he said, um, y'all niggas don't take care of your kids and you have three, four baby mamas, but you're worried about me and telling me that I um, am ruining the black family structure because I like to suck dick. Now, was that sensational? Yes. But yeah. was there truth to that? 100%. Yes. Because the black <laughs> family structure was damaged way before the quote unquote black gay agenda <laughs> came Doesn't into play. Kevin Samuels have a child? I believe Did so. So how are you going to talk about that you're not going to date somebody with a child and you have a child? Exactly. So are you calling your child a liar? Hello? So now we're here talking about, instead of we're talking about the things that he did good, most of the conversation is sitting around negativity. So I say this to say, what is your legacy going to be when you leave this earth? Ooh. Because and then it should be because death. As we get older, you know, we get older. Once you start thinning your thirties, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you start every once in a while. You'd be like, man, when I'm out of here, when I check up out of here, what is it going to look like? Especially when you see young people start leaving, checking up out of here. Like when Virgil passed away, I was like, yo, that's that was intense. When Chadwick passed away, I was like, yo, <laughs> but. It's like, what are you going to leave behind? What's your legacy? What will people say about you? Now, we already know not everybody's going to love you. That, that, that ain't going to happen. But 
did you leave some type of impact? Did you transform some people's lives, especially in the social media age? It's like, what are you using your social media form for? Are you using it to weaponize it against people? Are you weaponizing your hurts, your trauma, your pain, your struggles, and pushing it on other people? Or are you using your story? Are you telling your story? Are you impacting lives? I like to think that we're impacting lives. I'd I like to think that. And we're leaving. I want to leave behind something. So wherever, like, I would love to continue to do this as long as, you know, forever. The good Lord allows. As long as the good Lord as long as I am breathing, I will always podcast for you. <laughs> Here is my podcast. Okay. So okay. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no, but I would like to think that we're leaving behind a legacy, right? Because people not, might not be rocking with this podcast today. But they might find it a year from now, and they have a year's worth of content that they can look look back on, a year's worth of conversations. And we, I feel like we have some heavy conversations on here. We've talked about molestation. We've talked about, you know, any. We've talked about, um, you know, abuse. We've talked about protecting black women. We've talked about. We've talked about so many things, and these are the conversations that many times we run away from, right? I think that's one of the legacies that conversations for the culture is going to leave behind. But I just really want the listeners, and I'm going to give it to you for any final thoughts, um, Portia. I want the listeners to really start thinking about when you wake up every day, what, what message are you leaving? When you make a post, what are you talking about? When you get on the social media, right? You should not be getting on social media just to make money. Now, social media can make you money, but you shouldn't be only on there just to make money. You shouldn't be getting on social media just to get in the shade room comments and find drama and find tea. How are you enriching Hello? lives? How are you impacting somebody's life? One thing that I do, I say, if I could just touch one person, one person a day. Come on. Somebody's hand. <laughs> one person a day. Then that's it. When I may do my little encouragement post, when I'm walking in the streets, right, and talking to the camera and everything, and then I hear somebody be like, yo, I really needed this today. That means something. That means something. That means something. So it's all about seeds, y'all. Sowing seeds is not just monetary. Sowing seeds is words of affirmation, words of encouragement, words of inspiration, all of those things. Sowing seeds, because that seed that you plant in somebody's life today, it might not manifest. It might not spring up today. It might not spring up tomorrow. But five years from now, they might say, yo, I didn't even know this. Somebody um, told me today, they said, yo, you helped me. And we haven't talked in weeks, but they've been watching. Also, remember, there's people who are watching you who will never say that they're watching you. So your life should be a testament for your purpose, right? Your life has to be a testament, especially for you folks who profess and proclaim to be Christians, right? Your life speaks, your actions speak more than your words speak, right? So somebody, but anyways, I don't know where that went, um, but somebody hit me up and she was like, yo, I started going to the gym this week. I'm like, oh, okay, what are you telling me that for? <laughs> I've done that, right? Congratulations. Oh, mm. yeah. I was like, oh, that's what's up. Get it. Strong arm emoji. Uh, and then she was like, but she was like, your, your story, like watching your stories and you back in the gym, 
that's been motivating me to get back in the gym. So you never know what things that you do will have an impact. But one thing that I never want to happen is people be like, yo, Michael was toxic. Michael was a trash nigga. Michael was harmful. Michael was this because of his content. So if you ever see something from me, y'all, feel free to check me. But you can only check and correct me if you know me. Hello? So he means me. (laughs) One final thing. One final thing. Take this next 24 hours after you listen to this and self-reflect and then self-correct, okay? Self-reflect and self-correct because I feel like you have something that you have to share with the world and you haven't been doing it. Go ahead, Portia. It's on you. Final thoughts about this whole Kevin Samuels of it all. Final thoughts, final thoughts. Um, My prayers and thoughts are with his family because at the end of the day, that was somebody's ex-husband's. That was somebody. I'm sorry. Was that shady? That was shady. I'm sorry. That was somebody's ex-husband, somebody's husband, somebody's sugar daddy, jump off, somebody's actual father, um, someone's child, you know. So don't be weird, y'all. Don't be weird. Um, Let that man rest. And um, you don't have to speak ill of him because, you know, the Lord is the Lord. The Lord then took over. Now he said, "All right, Kevin, we gonna we gonna sit down. We gonna have a chat. I'm gonna let you in here, but um, we gonna have to have a nice long talk, okay?" Not the Lord said, "I got this from here." <laughs> Portia. I got, I got this from here. So, um, what I said, the Lord let them in. They just had to have a a talk, a talk, a conversation, Amen. like we haven't. Amen. Um, amen. So, um, no. Uh, yeah, y'all. Just Kevin Samuels is not going to be the last Kevin Samuels. There's going that to be part. more people like him. Fresh um, podcast. Uh huh. Ew. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> niggas with podcasts. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> So the title of this, <laughs> the part of the title of the show, I think it's gonna be niggas. I gotta put like the asterisk. I think I'm pretty sure I gotta put the asterisk. But twenty twenty fifth episode slash niggas with podcasts. Yes, that's the new title. That the is show. the title of the show. <laughs> yes. I was, I'm actually a little bit upset because I was really excited for Jesse's Anatomy. Yeah, Jesse's um, Anatomy was good, but I just feel like after the conversation, niggas with podcast fits. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where can they find you, Portia? Yo, y'all can find me at Twitter or on Instagram, PorscheBaby90. That is P O R S H B B Y. Nine zero. Same on Twitter. Same on Instagram. Um, follow your girl. Follow your girl. I'm gonna start posting more. I promise. Hey man, make sure you follow her, okay? And make sure y'all, when y'all follow her, just like boom, like just blow up her inbox and tell her that she like needs to just post, okay? Just start throwing tomatoes, yeah. tomatoes, tomatoes, tomato, tomatoes. tomato, tomato, boom. <laughs> All right, if y'all want to follow me, all right, it's Micah B on Twitter. It's Micah B on TikTok. It's Micah B on Instagram. Um, my TikTok content is starting to really, we starting to get there, y'all. I'm starting to um, do more over there. I don't know. Instagram, I'm not feeling Instagram anymore. 
they doing whatever they're doing. I still be over there, but like TikTok's about to be my main place. Um, yeah, so just follow me if you want to follow Convos for the Culture. It's Convos FTC on Instagram, Convos FTC on Twitter. But I'm not even gonna give y'all a number because y'all don't be texting it anyway. Ooh. So, <laughs> but we're working on. I'm working on a couple of things. Um, y'all don't be going into Discord either. But there's some different things that we're gonna do to try to really build up this community because that's what I want to do. I want to really build up this community because if you're a cultural holic, I feel that's your family. So we want to really foster this family environment. That's really all we got for this week. Um, I'm gonna be back out tonight. Portia, are you coming to um, karaoke tonight? Ooh, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm coming to karaoke tonight. We're doing uh, part two of um, Gio's 18-part birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight is karaoke. It's karaoke. Listen, and I, I, gotta I, I have a long weekend ahead of me, so as mm-hmm. long as it doesn't end up like his brunch last year. Oof. Yeah, that was. I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but I'm thinking of doing. He saw the best in me. Look, listen. Right, check this out. I you're not to, going to have praise and worship at karaoke. <laughs> I used to do this thing as a troll, right? During karaoke, <laughs> I would always pick a gospel song to just troll the hell out of people. People get so mad, and I would be like, <laughs> just get up there and sing. We fall down. But we get up, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody up in there go to church, so now everybody gonna be encouraged to be like, okay, well, let me go find a Maverick City song and got up. Shout out to Donnie McClurkin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all, we'll see you next week. This has been another week of conversations for the culture. I am Michael Butler. And I am Portia Harris, and we will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.